This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Well, hello and welcome back to the e-commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters, Head of Retail Strategy at Acadia. And today I am back talking about Prime Day. We did do a couple of episodes back talking about how to prep for Prime Day, both from an advertising standpoint with my colleague, Ross Walker, as well as from an operational and organic marketing standpoint with my colleague, Logan Nielsen. So I do really recommend going back and checking both of those two episodes out if you're still putting your plan together and looking to validate that or want to check in on the latest and greatest with what we're doing with our clients over at Acadia. But this episode, I'm hoping it's a cross between entertaining and a cautionary tale. (laughs) That's the vibe I'm going for. Let's see how we feel at the end of the show. I want to talk about the pitfalls and bloopers, if you will, of Prime Day and major shopping days in years past. So the entertaining part is, well, you got to laugh about some of these things. So these really quite terrible technical issues that pop up that you can do the best preparation for in the world and have the best plan and be at your computer every hour of the day, refreshing the screen and checking things and still things go wrong every year, every shopping event. So if you don't laugh about it, you will cry (laughs) and normalizing that in a way. If you're newer to this game, yeah, it's not you, it's them. And then the educational piece of it is looking back at the past and understanding what mistakes happened in previous years and what the fixes were. It's unlikely that the exact same thing is going to happen again. But these are all things that at Acadia, we prepare for with our clients. We have a backup plan and for the most sort of serious and consequential parts of the plan, we have a backup to the backup plan. And I want to sort of make sure that people listening to this pod think about the risks in the same way. So cautionary tale, entertaining, don't feel alone. Well, these things have happened to the best and brightest out there. So I'm going to share a couple of cautionary tales from brands, some issues that have popped up in recent years, and along the way, just talk about how to prepare for those, how to safeguard, what your backup plan should be, etc. So let's jump in. The first cautionary tale comes from longtime listener and fan of the pod, Ash McMullen, who is now the e-commerce lead Advantis Health, but previously has worked across a number of different companies and on the agency side as well. So Ash says, in 2016, she ran an experiment on a skincare cleanser. They shipped in about four times their regular sales volume for inventory, and they ran out of inventory within an hour, an hour for four times the amount of their regular daily sales. 
And she says that granted back then there wasn't as much competition and not as many different types of promotions, but the impact out of stock for two to three weeks while they waited for more inventory to get checked in. And then the plan for the subsequent year, which would have been 2017, became don't run any deals and just see if we sell more organically and not give up any margin, which in our experience at Acadia, when you sit out these events because with that logic of that people are going to be shopping anyway, there is a real risk to doing that. So I don't want to take things off track. We'll cover that later. But Ash's advice is to run great deals on your hero ASINs that are the most profitable and start building inventory much earlier. She says March, so that you aren't battling capacity limitations. And on that point, one thing that I would like to praise Amazon for and shout them out is the new inventory system. So we went from the inventory performance index, which was sort of a rating system of how which was quite opaque in how it was calculated and very difficult to manage. And if you were running a promotion or launching a new product or trying to gear up for an event like Prime Day, it was very difficult for you to get extra inventory in because it was all sort of historical looking on your sales velocity up until that point. But last year they introduced a new program where essentially for brands using FBA, you can bid on additional inventory space and you've got to pay for extra space, but it means that you can sort of prepare the inventory position that you want. And so in this case, as Ash says, they ran out of inventory. They were out of stuff for two to three weeks. That is devastating, especially for a hero product. So at least now we have the capacity to get ahead of that. And just to touch on this point about is going dark on Prime Day a good or bad strategy? I hear this quite a lot from brands. The idea being people are going to be shopping on Prime Day. We're not going to discount. We're just going to soak up that extra traffic and not give up any margin. Now, that logic, I can understand that logic, particularly in the last two years where in 2021, we had a lot of supply chain issues and we couldn't get inventory in many categories. There's a lot of demand, no inventory, out of stock, trying to get products onto shelves. I called out this behavior of panic buying by manufacturer, by brands and manufacturers. And then that issue kind of resolved in 2020. The inventory came back, inventory availability wasn't an issue, but margin suddenly became an issue because There were a lot of supply chain cost increases from the manufacturer through to shipping. Shipping got really expensive. Road, uh, you know, gas prices and road transport got more expensive. Labor prices went up. Everything got more expensive. And then brands took a little while to pass through those costs to consumers. So 2022, the reason for not discounting was margins. And a lot of brands hadn't baked in their price increases by Prime Day last year. So two pretty good reasons to not be super promotional on Prime Day in the last two years. This year, 2023, I think is going to be a banger. Those two reasons have been resolved. Consumers are holding off on their discretionary purchases because they know Prime Day is coming up. They're feeling the pinch on their wallet. And I think everyone is really ready for a deal. So they're saving these discretionary purchases for Prime Day 
And my concern, if you're a brand sort of sitting out that event, is people might intend, they may wish to buy your product, but if you don't go on sale and your direct competitors do, they're going to just jump right over there to those competitors this year more so than any other year. Beyond that hypothesis that I have, we did actually do some great analysis as a colleague of mine at Acadia who did some analysis on does it pay to go dark on Prime Day essentially. So we looked back at the last couple of years of Prime Day results, looked at those brands who sat out Prime Day and didn't run any promotions and how do they perform relative to the brands who did. So that analysis is up on our blog. I will link to it in the show notes. Very interesting to look back on. And if you're an e-com manager director out there who wants to do a little bit of convincing, having that data on hand might be helpful in sort of convincing your leadership team that, hey, we should go for this, that the brands who don't sort of get promotional over prime day tend to underperform. Okay. Second little anecdote from brands, and I am super appreciative to everyone here. So this one is from Josh Justice, another fan of the show and listener. Thank you, Josh, for your story. So Josh says that the account manager from an ad tech agency showed up hungover in his own words, did not track our spend in an hourly tracker, logged off early on prime day one, then didn't revert our ACOS targets completely at the end of Prime Day 2, resulting in 50K of overspending in a matter of days with bids being too high and some out-of-stock items still being advertised. This was compounded by this part of not removing our own branded ASINs from unbranded campaigns, so I ended up spending up far more on branded ad spend than I had planned on with a significantly large portion of the budget being spent in this way, not finding out until afterwards that they never archived those ASINs like we'd agreed to several times. This wasted millions of dollars over the years and I tried to fix it before Prime Week, but my account manager didn't deliver as promised and I made the mistake of not double-checking. And that was in 2021. So Josh says his sort of lesson learned here was keep a much closer eye on the account and even more to the smallest detail. It's not a year, it's not a period to be hanging back or not checking in. And certainly I'd really empathize with Josh here because you sort of put your trust in a partner to help cover the ground. And there is a lot of it on Prime Day and be let down like that. I will say from an agency standpoint, it is so very important for us to have our client brand side contacts available during the prime event because like we'll talk about throughout this episode things go wrong and we need to have like ideally we have some backups and sort of tipping points agreed to ahead of time like if this happens do you sign off on us doing x or if we're having a phenomenal Prime Day and we're performing at this ACOS, do you give us permission to spend X more? So we're trying to discuss and agree to those kind of tipping points as much as possible leading up to the event. There's just so much that can go wrong. We really need to have a speed dial through to our client point of contacts and have them be available as well. So this does definitely empathize with Josh, really let down there by his partner. But if you're a client, if you're a brand side person, I do 
really urge you to stay in super close contact with your agency or with your ad tech partner just so those communication lines stay open and you can sort of pivot and change course. Okay, Josh also mentions a similar but different issue, which was that they were switching ad tech providers on July 1st, which was less than two weeks away before Prime Week. And lots of issues arose from this. I won't get into all of the details here, but it turned out to be a very difficult time to switch providers. So again, the lesson learned there is if you're planning to swap out a solution provider, whether that is technology, analytics, an agency partner, an employee, (laughs) wait until Prime Day is done and dusted. I mean, you might need to watch that a little bit closer and make sure everyone's doing their job correctly, but very challenging time to actually change providers during that week. This podcast is brought to you by Acadia a trusted partner for challenger brands who are looking to make the best use of every marketing dollar, whether that is through SEO, performance media, Amazon and retail media, analytics, or organic social. To learn more, visit acadia.io. That's A-C-A-D-I-A dot I-O. All right. So I'm going to share the final sort of Vox Pops from brands about Prime Day. And this one is from Afton Kenyon, who is another long-time listener of the pod. She's been on the pod twice now, once at the very start of her e-commerce career, and we talked about how she was getting on totally new to the field. And then she came back on the show earlier this year to talk about where she's at, and she's now the senior e-com manager at Slate Milk. So it's been really fun watching her professional journey in the space. Afton says that... In 2018, when she was at another company, they signed up for a Prime Day deal and paid the fee for the placement, counting on the visibility of the deal to drive traffic and sales for our small brand. The deal ended up running at 2 a.m. when there is very little actual shopping occurring. The result was a third of the sales they had predicted and disappointing Prime Day results. My recommendation for brands is to avoid that situation is to submit your Prime Day deals as early as possible, and that allows you to choose a time slot that works best for your product, which may, and this is a good tip, may actually be in the days pre or post Prime Day and give you a better chance of appearing in a favorable shopping hour. So great takeaway there from Afton. And a couple of points here. One is if you haven't submitted your Prime Day deals now. I think that you've missed the train, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to run any Prime Day deals. There are still coupons that you can set up. Coupons have pretty good visibility in search results and in ads. So don't ignore coupons as a last minute option or also as an option if those scheduled promotions don't run, which does happen. So speaking of backups and backup of the backups, coupons we have discovered deals not running that have been submitted, approved, green light, everything should be running and the deals are not showing up. And so we can hustle to set up a coupon which can be deployed pretty much straight away. And as long as we get that approved by the client ahead of time or they're available, and this is sort of one of my larger points is if you're working with an agency in particular, or even if you've got someone in-house who is managing this, 
make sure that you have these discussions around floors and ceilings, what to do if A happens, what should we do if things are going gangbusters, can we get approval to increase our ad spend? Like what are the thresholds for us to push the gas pedal harder? And by comparison, things are not working. What does not working look like and what should we do in that scenario? If our promotions don't run as planned, can we set up coupons for the equivalent amount? Having all those backups is really helpful. I will also say that sometimes the coupons don't even run. And this happened last year. I forget if it was Prime Day or the Prime Early Access Sale, but we had set up coupons for a brand. And while we were walking the floor, which is a Josh Justice saying, thanks, Josh, walking the floor. So getting onto the app, especially the app, over half of Amazon traffic comes from the app. So don't just keep to the desktop version, get on the app, have a look around, search for your product, search in your category. What are your competitors doing? Are your promotions showing up, your ads showing up, the coupons showing up? And what we discovered while walking the floor for one of our customers, their coupons weren't showing up, which is quite unusual. Checked in the back end, coupons had been set up correctly, don't know what's going on. And so we were able to get in touch with the client and run a price discount at the last minute, which is not ideal. They don't show up as well. But if you had communicated out to your customers through social media or a newsletter that you were going to be running a 20% off Prime Day discount, you want to deliver on that somehow. So it was certainly not ideal, but these things do happen. And that is a larger point as well. It's not necessarily your agency's fault. It's not necessarily your ad tech provider's fault. Amazon's dealing with a huge amount of traffic. Things go wrong. That message should hopefully be very clear by now. Like things go wrong, but are not anticipated that we don't have control over. And the important thing is have some backups of plans, keep the lines of communication open throughout the event so that you can pivot, move quickly, change plans, approve a new approach, and know that the debrief at the end is very important. To that end, each year we do do a recap we have for the last two years of Prime Day performance. There's lots of ad tech companies out there who do a category analysis and what did CPCs look like and things like that because they have a lot of data across tons of categories and you know many, many data points. What we choose to focus on as an agency is more of the which strategies played out best, what happened to those clients who elected to not run promotions and what was the delta there, and a little bit more of you know that commentary on what worked and what didn't beyond where were CPCs. So both of those things are helpful. You still do want to sort of understand where category CPCs went just as a point of reference so that you can do a really great recap for your senior leadership. But I do recommend checking out that debrief that we have tracked for the last couple of years. I'll link to that in the show notes. It's our Amazon Prime Day results blog that we update each year. And I think the last thing I wanted to mention is during Black Friday last year, so this is not specifically Prime Day, but something to be aware of because these are the big high traffic days of the year. So last Black Friday, Amazon's ad dashboard began providing inaccurate data to advertisers 
at the most inopportune time, Black Friday, one of the top sales days of the year. And I'm just reading a recap from Insider Intelligence here. This was a huge deal at the time. And a lot of advertisers did get Amazon advertising credits, but this goes beyond what you can expect a credit for. Because what happened was from late Friday afternoon through to Sunday, Amazon was underreporting ad spend. So the ads were still running, but advertisers didn't know how much they were spending. So that meant you could think that you've spent 50K and you've actually spent 100. And so your performance looks really, really good because it looks like you've just spent 50K, but in fact, you've spent 100 and you may have way overshot what you were planning to spend and performance could have been much, much worse than what you were originally seeing. So you may have made some advertising decisions based on that incorrect data and Sunday rolls around and things do not look as rosy as they did during the event. So that happened. And then also like if you're not seeing the data correctly, you could be vastly underspending as well. If things don't look good, then you might have pulled back on ad spend and lost out on a lot of sales. So this was a big problem. This is definitely unprecedented, probably one of the worst bloopers that we've seen. And Amazon, like I said, they did actually make good on some of that, but I think that lost sales potential as well as in some cases, pretty significant overspend was a very big deal. Look, that is something that is hard to prepare for. I think one thing that brands can do is have some manual backups of bids and bulk sheets set up, which is the manual way of bidding for ad campaigns on Amazon. It's not ideal because you really want to be dynamic throughout the day. That's the whole point of advertising technology is that you can have dynamic bids and rules and things like that so that you can adjust very, very quickly with human oversight, of course. And bulk sheets are sort of the OG manual version of that. But it can't help to have those bulk sheets ready just in case of a worst case scenario where the ad tech is not working or there's something wonky with Amazon ads console at the time. That could be just a really nice comfort blanket to have, if nothing else. Like if something goes wrong, we still have all of our bids and campaigns in this bulk sheet. So that might be something that brings you some comfort after hearing all of these horror stories. So I hope this was helpful, maybe not so funny as I was hoping for or entertaining, but word of caution, preparation is key. Being available is key. Having you know some flexibility, being prepared to pivot, not pointing the finger right away because we only find out exactly what happened after the fact. Having a backup of the backup. And yeah, it's an exciting time. Things go wrong, but just being prepared and being flexible is what's called for every year on Prime Day. Hope you found this helpful. And like I said, we've got a couple of really great articles about how we're preparing our clients for Prime Day up on the Acadia blog. You can find all of that in the show notes of this episode. Got them in the links here. So check those out and do reach out if you feel like you need some help getting ready. Thanks for listening and catch you next week.